The Rams have announced which six defensive backs are not going to play in the preseason. And what exactly does that mean? It's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for making us a part of what you do. Why don't you click that subscribe button in your podcast feed so you get it each and every day. Of course, all of this part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Not only do I host Locked on Rams, but I'm also the host of the Rams pre-half and post-game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. In fact, we will have that game for you coming up on Saturday, their first preseason game of the year, uh, Saturday night at SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm slowly starting to get that right every once in a while. Still have the the instinct to say San Diego. They will play the LA Chargers Saturday night. The Rams will be the visiting team, despite the fact that that's their building and the Chargers are merely tenants. Okay, so here's what we got coming up. Brandon Powell, who, you know, Kind of an unsung, I don't want to go hero, that feels like a step too far, but an unsung success story from last year that uh, he hurt his knee. What does that mean for them going into uh, the regular season? We'll get into that coming up in just a little bit. And some unofficial depth charts have been announced. We'll talk about what that means and some guys that maybe find themselves in some pretty good spots and then the opposite as well. Maybe some guys that have found themselves on the wrong side of a couple of these things but let's start right here you know when since the end of last season we've talked about this um a lot that one of if not the number one area of emphasis for this team coming into this season is probably going to be their secondary you have Jalen Ramsey which is a tremendous starting point but beyond Jalen Ramsey it gets pretty thin pretty quickly of course Darius Williams uh, left he has gone to greener pastures certainly greener in, in money sense but uh, greener as far as winning time will tell for sure but the Rams have been uh, very active that they had eight draft picks they spent four of those on defensive back uh, positions in in the draft in the 2022 draft so clearly that's something that they feel that they needed to upgrade and they went out and they got Troy Hill obviously uh, former Ram coming back to the fold I think he's going to get a lot of time but they made an announcement on the six guys who are not going to play um, in the preseason when they kick it off against the Chargers coming up on Saturday. And those six are David Long, Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, and Nick Scott. Those guys will not play uh, in the preseason. Of course, Long, Ramsey, and Hill, all corners, and Fuller, Rapp, and Scott all safeties. Um, so there are your six guys. If we've got five guys that are starters in that group, right? So you got one per maybe it's Nick Scott who's guaranteed to be a backup in, in one of those spots along the way. Maybe not. Maybe he finds his way into the starting uh, lineup as well. But what it does mean is that Robert Rochelle, Darian Kendrick, and Jacoby Durant are all going to get some snaps here in the preseason. Um, whether or not all of those guys make the team, time will tell. But those are the three guys that are going to have an opportunity to make a pretty significant impact 
on Sean McVay, on Raheem Morris, and on that Rams defense. This is the spot. If you're looking at the Rams, obviously Andrew Whitworth and his leadership that we've talked about over and over and over again is a big loss. But I think as for just straight football, if you're taking the the leadership components out of it, as difficult as it is to do that, if you're just talking about where the Rams are potentially going to have a little bit of a soft spot, it's in that secondary. And these are the guys that are going to have to fill that in, at least at the beginning. Now, what there also could be is there could be opportunities for guys on other teams. You know, this is, this is one of the, the interesting things about the preseason, right? That while one team may be a little thin in one spot, another team could be way overqualified in another, and you have way too many good players and not enough spots to put them. Um, and those guys get cut, and all of a sudden you got a chance to add some guys to your roster. That'll happen uh, over the next couple of weeks here as the Rams make their way through training camp so keep your eye on them maybe doing something there but when you look at those guys when you look at the guys that they went out and are going to say are going to play during this race you got Rochelle who played pretty well last year for the Rams I thought that it felt it felt like when Darius Williams got hurt that uh, Robert Rochelle had a chance to grab that starting spot now Williams comes back and played pretty well after that point but Rochelle got hurt and kind of lost his way a little bit in that sense but if you're looking at these three guys Rochelle obviously Kendrick and Durant not nearly as experienced as Rochelle is even though Rochelle is relatively green but this is what the Rams do right the Rams are going to have to find a way to get somebody that does not have a lot of NFL uh, field time has not played a lot of NFL snaps and find them a, a, a way to get ready to play NFL football really starting in week one. You know that you're going to have Ramsey on one side. You're probably going to have uh, David Long on the other. Troy Hill is your is your nickel guy, probably. And then you got Fuller Rapp and Scott figuring out the other two safety positions. Who's that next guy? Who's the guy that's going to step in? Jacoby Durant is the guy that maybe you thought coming out of the draft would have the inside chart right there. Robert Rochelle's the more experienced. And then you got Darian Kendrick as well. So a lot of different opportunities there for the Rams. In fact, this is one of the big things that going into the game on Saturday night that I'm excited to see. You know, I don't know how many guys the Chargers are going to have out there. I would assume not that many if Brandon Staley has learned uh, from Sean McVay, like I would assume that he has. I don't think you're going to see him play a ton of his guys in the preseason. But uh, those are the guys to look for with the Rams in the secondary. If they can get that position Good. It doesn't have to be great. Jalen Ramsey, and, and here's the here's the good news, right? Because Jalen Ramsey is so good, and because I still expect him to be one of the best in the business at his spot, you don't have to cover the entire field. You need to cover like two-thirds of the field. Ramsey can take care of the other third on his own. And you've got Fuller, and you've got Hill, and you've got guys like that in the middle who have proven to be quality NBA or excuse me, NFL players. So I think that you got some guys that are covered in that spot as well but you do need to find that other person you, do, you know hill's going to be there in the slot these are the spots that they need to figure out going into uh the first regular season game and of course we are gonna have our first preseason game coming up on saturday night for the rams so that is your number one spot and i think that's where the most competition on this team lies right now all right so the first uh unofficial depth chart or two has come out for the rams some guys probably where you thought and one maybe big surprise a little bit further down on that depth chart. That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about Built Bar Puffs. Have you tried it yet? Have you gone out and made the order yet? Because if you haven't, you're depriving yourself of one of life's great joys. And guess what? 
like they always do at Bill Bar. They're always coming out with new flavors. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough is the latest. And because it's from Bill Bar, it is covered in chocolate. Of course, Built has done it again. It might be your new favorite right out of the box. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And here's the best part. It's good for you, right? They're only 160 calories. They have an unbelievable 15 grams of protein in them. So they're going to fill you up. They're going to taste great. And you're going to know that you made a great choice. Go to built.com, snag a box for you and the family. My kids go crazy for them. My wife loves them. Can't recommend them highly enough. It is the perfect treat and what's great about them is all their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits eat something that tastes good and is good for you go to built.com use that promo code locked on 15 and get 15 percent off of your order at built.com and do not forget that promo code locked 15 all right, so some unofficial depth charts are out. And, of course, those are always interesting because it kind of gives you an idea of what's been taking place in training camp and who has played well and, unfortunately, maybe who has not played nearly as well along the way. I want to talk about three different matchups. Let's start with um, a wide receiver one. Ben Skoranek has listed ahead of 2-2 Outwell on the depth chart, which is pretty interesting. Now, a couple of different things going on right here. Um, number one, Van Jefferson would obviously be uh, wide receiver three here under normal circumstances, but he's hurt, so he's not even on the board. Uh, but he will be. Once he's back, he slides right back into that spot. But for the time being, Skoranek is ahead of Atwell, which is interesting because why Skoranek was, uh, you know, I don't want to say incredibly valuable. He was useful at the, in the Super Bowl of all places. You know, this was not somebody that got a ton of time during the regular season, but when it was time to go, he played pretty well and represented himself effectively. So that was impressive. However, when we're talking about the depth chart here in 2022, Atwell was the second round pick two drafts ago, right? The, the Rams first pick in the second round. Um, and somebody that you would assume when you take him, we have all of your picks available to you. That's the first person you take. That's somebody that you would have uh, fairly high expectations for. He didn't do anything, really. He returned a few kicks and punts, but other than that, did not do much. Got hurt about halfway through the season, and that was that. And, and quite frankly, a fairly underwhelming rookie season for Tutu Atwell. Now, that being said, um, it just on the strength of what happened last year, it would make a lot of sense that Skoranek would be ahead of Atwell. However... Um, Atwell is really impressed uh, in camp so far this year, whether you're listening to Cooper Cup, whether you're listening to Sean McVay, whether you're just watching some of these practices, whether or not you've been out of camp or not, whether you're reading things on blogs, listening to podcasts like this one. Over and over again, Atwell has surprised and that he's still behind Skoranek. It maybe it means nothing. Maybe it's just a, a motivational tactic. There is one other thing that could be on there. All the hype about Atwell, all the talk about Atwell – um, could be to maybe make him more appealing somewhere else. Uh, you know, they, like we talked about before, the Rams have, especially if Odell Beckham is, is a part of their future plans, they may have a little bit of a glut at that position. And if they think they can flip an extra wide receiver for, uh, you know, whether it's an offensive lineman, a defensive back, a, a backup quarterback, whatever they think they might need, that might be one of the ways that you kind of inflate somebody's value hype up Atwell, put him on a depth chart at a certain spot or skoronic for that matter could be going uh in, in another direction right there so kind of interesting that skoronic was ahead of atwell in that spot um let's go to an offensive uh line 
um, depth chart position. Let's talk about that right guard. Of course, we've been trying to figure out who it's going to be. It felt like Coleman Shelton was the guy that the Rams probably were going to depend on to hold that down. He was the guy that they gave a contract to in the offseason and was a member of the team last year and kind of provided depth at all three of those interior line positions along the way. But they go out and they draft Bruss, uh, Logan Bruss from Wisconsin, um, for the Rams at least, not early by NFL standards, early by Rams standards. They go out and get him. But by all accounts, Coleman Shelton has really separated himself, and maybe Bruss is going to be that guy uh, that can provide some depth at those spots. Tremaine Ankrum, of course, is, is another option at those spots as well. But Coleman Shelton seems to be the guy that is going to at least get an opportunity to be the starting right guard at the start of the season. Now, you know, whether that means he's the right guard in week two, who knows, week eight, week 16, playoffs, who knows, right? My crystal ball is, is as effective as yours. We're all taking guesses. But that he was able to kind of separate himself, that according uh, to Sean McVay, I think is good news for him. And, you know, Bruss is a rookie. He's green. When you look at Nopoom, when you look at Brian Allen, some of these other guys that have been relatively high draft picks for the Rams over the last few years, they did not come in and start right away either. So that Bruss may have to take a little time and wait his turn or wait for an opportunity, whether it come through the poor performance of one of his teammates or, you know, unfortunately through an injury, then he's got to be ready to go. So Bruss is the second guy in that right guard spot. Now, this next one is the one that I think is perhaps most surprising. Um, we're talking about the outside linebacker position, and this is something that I think maybe after it's third on the list, if we're talking that um, defensive back is first, offensive line experience might be number two, Outside linebacker, and you know, to put a really fine point on it, replacing Von Miller may be the next most important thing on the Rams to do list. Now, here's the question who does it? And Terrell Lewis was one of the guys whose name you kept hearing over and over again because you know you're going to have Aaron Donald on doing what he does, and you know that Leonard Floyd is going to have opportunities to do what he does. But that third person who was Miller last year really seemed to have some opportunities. Um, it looks like Justin Hollis is the guy that is the the starter on the depth chart at this point, which, okay, fine. But Terrell Lewis was the guy that I think a lot of people thought was going to have an opportunity to maybe get that starting job. But not only is he behind Justin Hollis, but he's behind uh, a whole bunch of other guys. He's down on the third team defense alongside uh, some names that unless you are really down in the weeds with the Rams, you are not uh, necessarily paying all that much attention to. Not a good look for Terrell Lewis along the way. Some other guys that uh, have had an opportunity to kind of grab some some turf. One of the other ones that kind of go back to the Super Bowl, I think about Kendall Blanton and the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. Guy that the Rams really did not use very much at all during the regular season, and it looks like he's going to have that number two tight end position right behind Tyler Higby, who, of course, uh, missed just about the entire playoffs for the Rams um, last season with that injury. Uh, Blanton had to step in, did a reasonably good job, caught a touchdown pass against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, kind of surprisingly, uh, to say the least, but just another option in the Rams uh, option tree to go to right there. So congratulations to him for getting closer and closer to being a regular part of what the Rams do in the rotation. Of course, all of this is dependent on how they do against the Chargers, how they do against the Texans, how they do against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in the final preseason game. If they even get an opportunity to play at all, of course, practice and then once the season starts, all bets are off, and that is when the, the the depth charts that start to come out mean a lot more than the ones that are coming out at the close of camp. 
All right, so let's go to special teams coming up next. Let's talk a little bit about Brandon Powell's knee injury and what that might mean for the Rams special teams once the regular season starts. Okay, so let's talk about Brandon Powell, who dinged up his knee on the final day of training camp. The Rams are still waiting some official results on exactly uh, what that looks like. But this is another one of those guys that gave the Rams such an unbelievable lift and such an unbelievable spark towards the end of the season. Um, and, and really to, in the middle of the season, if I'm being, being honest, this, the, the Rams return game, and this kind of brings us back to two, two out here a little bit was nowhere. It was absolutely nowhere. The Rams really just kind of, you know, forgive the pun, um, punted on the entire thing. They, they, they really weren't even trying Atwell was their guy and no, that just really wasn't going to happen at all we'll see if he gets another chance here in the preseason especially with Powell being down for a little while and and Powell really wasn't going to be a guy that played much in the preseason to begin with but um Brandon Powell gave them a spark go back to that Minnesota game he popped one for a touchdown and instead of the Rams having to go 25 yards every single time seemingly um he was able to get that ball out beyond the 25 he was somebody that you had to defend he was somebody that gave them a little bit of a spark more than one time and the, the the Rams special teams other and I always like to make it make it very clear that I'm carving out an exception for Matt Gay here because he was so good for them last year. But the Rams special teams, their kick coverage, their kick return, their punt coverage, their punt return was really not very good last year until about the last third of the season and through the postseason. And a lot of that coincides with Brandon Powell. Plus, he gives you a whole nother option um on offense if in fact you need them and, and you say oh my gosh the rams are already loaded up a wide receiver yes you're not wrong however can i just as as counterpoint go back to the super bowl when really you had cooper cup and nobody else that everyone else was unavailable hurt you know not really up for the moment or whatever it might be to have another body to throw at that i think is pretty important and while the kick return and the punt return have really kind of taken a back seat in the nfl over the last couple of years it is difficult, I think, to quantify it exactly, but boy, can you feel it when you've got a guy back there who is going to give it a shot, right? And not look, Cooper Cup can go stand back there all day and catch the punt and wave his hand over the uh, over his head, and you know, and and they can take a fair catch or take it out to the twenty or the twenty-five or whatever's going on, and uh, they can start from there. He's going to catch the ball, but knowing that, hey, we got to go down there, we got to cover this thing. If somebody misses an assignment, he can get around that corner and he's gone. And that's exactly what he did towards the end of last season, and it was incredibly valuable for the Rams in the process. So while it's not the end of the world, if, if he's unavailable in the short term, it is, you know, the Rams with and without him were, were different in special teams. There was a noticeable difference once Brandon Powell um, and Kate came on to the squad. And, and I'll, I'll throw this in there as well, that Sean McVay was not going to play him in the preseason, I think speaks to exactly how much he thought of his value to the team. If you don't play in the preseason, you know, you're pretty important to the Rams and what they do. If you do, it means you are uh, trying to fight for a job. It means that you're going to need to go out there and show some people some things. Those are the things that you can take away from the preseason. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about coming up on Friday's edition of Locked on Rams, what we are going to be looking for in that first preseason game of uh, of the year against the Los Angeles Chargers. SoFi Stadium, Saturday night. Pre-game show starts at 5 p.m. on ESPN 710 hosted by yours truly. Thanks for making Locked on Rams part of what you do every single day. Now make sure that you make your second listen, 
your listen, I should say. I don't know what a listen is, but you know what a listen is. Make that second listen locked on fantasy football. Your intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Eiler, who brings you over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get you ready for your fantasy draft with locked on fantasy football. Until next time, whose house? It's locked on Rams' house.